Hi, Shannon Waller here and welcome to Team Success. I've had the absolute pleasure of coaching a lot of really successful team leaders in my Strategic Coach Team Leader Program. And one of the issues that became incredibly apparent in actually a couple of our last meetings is the fact that people's boundaries around their time are getting very, very fuzzy. And this could be because more and more there's a hybrid work model. We're connected 24-7, or at least we could be. Uh, If you're working remotely or virtually, then your computer's never far away. It can be really easy to get hooked into, you know, it could be chat, it could be Slack, it could be all of the things, could be probably some group texts that you have at work, and it's very hard to turn off. It's very hard to set some boundaries. But this isn't just on your free time, it's also on your thinking time, on your focus time. So I wanna go through why it's so important to really protect our boundaries, both as entrepreneurs and as team members and team leaders, but then also how you can do some of that. And Coach has a phenomenal model for time, which is very helpful for all, well, anyone in an entrepreneurial company, but I want to help you really get clear on how to protect some of those boundaries because as I said, they've gotten a little fuzzy of late and everyone I talked to was super stressed about their time. And this is an unending thing to get a grip on, by the way. Please don't feel bad if you're feeling like, why am I don't feel in control of my time? Because you're not alone <laughs> if that's the case. There are a lot of changing factors and so it is a constant balancing act. And there's a balance between you know, just having real clarity and defined boundaries and being flexible. So we're always kind of straddling. It's what's called a polarity to manage, not always a problem to solve. You'll solve it for a little while, then something will change or interrupt your thinking. You're like, oh, start over again. But you've already made a ton of progress. So this is a constant evolution. Please do not go into what we call the gap. As strategic coach, there's no ideal. There's only constant getting better. So focus on progress, not perfection when you're looking at your time. So as I said, they're getting blurry. And what happens when your time boundaries get blurry is it's very easy to move into the reactive zone as opposed to staying in the creative zone. And when I'm talking about reactive, I'm talking about kind of being emotionally reactive, just responding. The image I always have is that that game at fairgrounds called Whack-A-Mole or this quote-unquote mole pops up. You've got this big wooden hammer and you go to hit it and then you may or may not get it fast enough, but then another one pops up and you hit that one, another one pops up and you hit that one and it's called whack-a-mole. The more moles you whack, the higher your score, the more you're likely to win the game. But it makes you crazy because there's no predictability. There's no rhyme or reason that you can see in a quick game as to where all these distractions, these moles are coming from. So that's not how we want to be functioning. This is not how we want to operate. We want to be in charge of our time. We want to be, as Dan said, our attention is our property. It's one of our newest quarterly books. And so what are you paying attention to and who's driving your attention? Is it external? Is it internal? What's the balance there? What I'm talking about with this time distraction and the need for boundaries is that when all everything you're responding to, all the stimuli that you're responding to is external, but very little of it is internal. So when are you having time to think? When are you having time to rejuvenate? Or do you always feel like you need to be in that highly responsive slash reactive mode? That's going to drive you a little crazy. And more important, it's going to wear you out. We don't have endless capacity for that kind, for functioning at that particular level. So I want to talk about some strategies to help get you back into those creative zones as opposed to just always feeling like you're in reactive mode. And even if you're feeling like you've got a good grip on your time, I guarantee 
some of the people around you are not feeling that way. It could be someone in your household. It could be your team. It could be your team leader. It could be your entrepreneur. It could be your colleagues, your peers, your friends. It can get a little bit blurry. So these strategies might work for more than just you, which I think is fun. Feel free to share is how what I like to say. So the model that we're going to look at here is really the strategic coach entrepreneurial time system. And that time system consists of free days, focus days, and buffer days. Now, in terms of full days, which we define as 24 hours, midnight to midnight, really entrepreneurs are the ones who have the freedom to take the most advantage of the days. However, I've given a lot of thought to this for team members. So if you're a team member listening, if you're an entrepreneur listening, stick to the days. That makes the most sense for you. And that kind of freedom is very powerful, allows you to do some really big things. But certainly, you know, for team members, it can work out a little bit differently, but not totally. So here's the deal. Free days are free days. And our definition is 24 hours, midnight to midnight, not noon to noon, during which you do absolutely no work. So this is when you're focused on all the rewords, rejuvenating, replenish, renew, refresh, you can keep on going. And it's powerful because when we actually step away from work, which means not checking text, work text, it means not checking work email, it means putting on, in my case, a separate folder on the second page of my iPhone and notifications are turned off. So I'm not even tempted. I do not see emails building up because I've turned off the counter for my work emails. I highly recommend you do the same. Some people even have a free day phone as opposed to having you know, so they can be totally separate. They put their work phone away and they take their free day phone with them so they can take pictures and text their family and friends, but they're not even tempted to do work. Now you might go, hmm, I don't have to keep track of two phones, but in that case, you need to hide some of your work stuff so it doesn't prompt you and distract you on your free days. So there's way more information about free days. That could be a whole conversation in and of itself. But really, I just want you to appreciate that when you take time away, you come back refreshed. If you're working all the time, your brain and your body, you'll pace yourself. If you actually want maximum productivity and maximum creativity, you actually need to stop. I want you to think of yourself as a professional athlete. And this is a cool term that comes out of an older book by Jim Lehrer, L-O-E-H-R, and Tony Schwartz called The Power of Full Engagement. And they talk about, you know, top athletes, what they do. If you imagine a tennis player, Andre Agassi, any of those, So they get their heart rate up and then when they're playing and then when they're bouncing the ball, they are very consciously getting their heart rate down and they're recovering so they can go back to full performance. The difference between an experienced and seasoned and successful tennis player versus a new one is that the newer one is hyped up all the time. Their heart rate's always elevated and they get worn out faster. So longevity and stamina, those are two words that are important to you, especially in terms of your career. You might want to think about really pausing and rejuvenating. So in coach, we talk about doing that for a whole day. Better yet, string some days together. Weekends, vacations, holidays, all the things. I know for me on weekends, I now, because I've been doing this for 30 plus years, I'm not even tempted to do work. It doesn't even cross my mind. Partly because I'm not being prompted to do that because I've been, you know, structured about how, where I put the information, the inputs coming into me, but I really treasure my free days. But then I also am fully rejuvenated when I come back to work. And I don't know about you, but I like working with people who are rested and rejuvenated versus exhausted, very different experience. And I think a lot of us tend to exhaust ourselves because we think that's expected, but it's actually not the most productive, nor is it the most profitable. So that's my convincing argument, compelling offer for you for free days, put it that way. 
Now, if you look at your work time, I want you to think about in terms of focus and buffer. It may not be a whole day, but let's have some focus time. And if there's one piece of coaching I would love for you to walk away with, it's just the idea of having protected focus time to get projects done. And it's so powerful. One way to do this is schedule two hours in your day, put focus time, make sure that no one can invite you to meetings during that time. Or if they do, they have to come and ask slash grovel for your time. Better yet, you know, your whole team has two hours, could be 10 to 12, once or twice a week, Tuesdays, Thursdays, Wednesdays, however your business works, where it's just possible to have thinking time. And one team I coached this, and this was a team that was remote way before the pandemic, probably eight or 10 years ago. It was fun because it was a very distributed team. They were all over the U.S. and Canada. And one manager was on the phone and we were doing a positive focus after the second or third, you know, workshop. And this was all about time. We were doing it by phone back then. And one team member reported, oh, this project that I've been working on, I got it finished. His manager was on the phone. He's like, you did what? You finished it? He said, yeah, I took some focus time and I finished the project. And he got it done in two weeks, but there was actually a two month timeline for it. So he got it done in 25% of the time. And the manager said, well, what happened? He goes, oh, I was just able to focus on it. It actually didn't take quite as long as I thought, but because I had you know, condensed thinking time, I was able to power through it and it's done. Everyone else was like, whoa, that's cool. And that's what can happen. We don't work well when we have to switch tasks. When we have to switch modes, a lot, it doesn't work. And there's a great book called The Myth of Multitasking. Highly recommend that you read. And he's got a great example. Dave, I'm going to forget his last name. A great example of trying to switch tasks between writing down letters and numbers. And it takes you way longer. Even if you're fast, it takes you twice as long to switch tasks as it does to do just numbers or just letters. There's evidence for this. So when you can just get to focus without interruption, very, very powerful. Our brains work better that way and you're, you'll be able to tap into your creativity and not get distracted. A lot of people, especially in leadership, need to spend more time thinking. So EOS, Entrepreneurial Operating System, talks about clarity breaks. If you've ever read Keith Cunningham, his book called The Road Less Stupid, perfect title, <laughs> great example of how to do things more intelligently. He extols many, many pages I listened to the audiobook, so it was many, many minutes of the value of sitting down and having thinking time. You pad a paper, chair, and think. And you ask yourself a question, and then you spend some time pondering, and then you write the answers. So if we can get more time to think, it's kind of amazing how those answers will bubble to the surface. We'll have time to think through things, not just react, because as I was talking about earlier, that's really the danger here. It's just powerful when we're able to do that. So it really does mean honoring your time. So definitely with three days and then finally focus, which is when you get to focus on projects or if you're working with other people, as I often do, have a protected meeting just to work through that particular issue and don't leave till you're done. You know, give yourself a little bit of extra time. Don't crunch that to make sure you get to a resolution. Then you'll all be able to make progress. You know, so much of you know, our projects is not getting progress, not getting progress, not getting progress. Finally, there's time where you actually make some progress. Let's condense that and put it at the beginning, shall we? That's really what I'm talking about. And then finally, there's buffer time. Buffer time is when you get yourself sorted. It's when you organize your time, your calendar, your delegation, your communication with your team. For me, it's also physical folders. If I put stuff in folders, I'm good. If I leave it messy, which it is right now, not so good. I can't find stuff. And that is 
eminently frustrating. So I've been using a bullet journal, which has been helping me keep my thoughts together because I can find them again. So however you need to organize yourself, a little bit of time every day. You know, I don't like too many buffer days strung together in a row. I get a little squirrely. I need to talk to somebody and create some value. But certainly some time every day is critical. Very important for your team, especially if they have any kind of I know fact finder fall through on their Colby profile. I know that I buffer with someone because I need their help, their input on how I can make best use of that time. It's very, very, very important to get your time, your projects, your thinking organized. And that's really what I consider buffer time for. So work is going to be distributed between focus and buffer, but everyone, everyone needs free days. So I just wanted to talk that through because I do think that, you know, reestablishing your time boundaries or you might be one of those people that needs to establish some in the first place is absolutely critical for you to feel like you have that control and you're not always reacting to other people. There's some times where you're like, okay, I'm going to focus on this project. If you've got focus time, you know, Tuesdays and Thursdays, last week or this week, go, oh, this is what I'm focusing on during that time. It gives you so much more peace of mind and confidence to know that You've got time to think. You've got time to work at things. I want to help reduce overwhelm. That's a huge cost of not having boundaries around your time. And no one wants to feel like they're at the effect of everyone else. You're in charge. But sometimes you need to exert some of that, you know, pushing back pressure to go, okay, this is when I can do this. This is when I can't do that. And people respect that, especially if they have, you know, freedom to have their own focus and buffer time as well. And everyone is rested and not grumpy because they've taken some free days. So just wanted to share that with you. It's an issue that I see to be incredibly timely and relevant as we kick off, you know, 2022. Let's make sure that really managing, protecting and putting boundaries around our time is something that we are conscious of because as Dan says, our attention is our property. So this is up to you to do. No one else is going to protect your time and attention for you. It's something that we have to do for ourselves. And the structure of free focus and buffer can just be a very, very useful construct to help make that happen. So I hope this is useful for you. I hope you've given you some insight and some confidence so you can put some structure back in here. Any questions or comments, please let me know at questions at strategiccoach.com. And as always, here's to your team success. Mm-hmm.